Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast. Woo! Dr. Thomas Hemingway here, super pumped, super grateful to be back here with you. Let's go! Woo! All right, all right. So happy to be back here with you guys. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The future is bright, and I am... <laughs> so pumped to be here with you. I'm so grateful for you guys who have been uh, sending your well wishes for my crazy, crazy, crazy hand injury that I had. As you can tell, those of you watching the YouTube, my hand is super swollen. I can't even get uh, a ring on or my watch on or anything. But uh, you know what? We're just moving forward. I can't help myself. I got to get outside and get active and get my vitamin M and N and D, as you guys know, movement, nature, and of course, that beautiful vitamin D from the sun, which will help me to heal, help me to <laughs> get those uh, nutrients that I need, the good cholesterol there, getting made into that vitamin D by that ultraviolet light, which is only available in the sunshine. So I'm trying to get a little bit of that, trying to elevate it as much as possible and, uh, it's going to get there. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your well wishes. So appreciative of you guys and uh, just supporting the movement. In fact, um, just wanted to shout out to one of you guys, one of you amazing listeners who has uh, dropped me a review recently. I've been getting several and uh, just want you to know that I literally read every single one of them. So I, I appreciate you. I <laughs> This is why I do it. And this is this is literally what uh, keeps me going week after week, you know, is just you guys and your support and your, you know, positive encouragement, you know. So if you haven't done a review already, please, please, please scroll down on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts where you see those five stars. Click on the one farthest to the right and then just type up a quick review. There's a little button on the left that says write a review. I'm going to share one with you from SM Broncos, five stars entitled Excellent Information. And this uh, listener says, listening to the Modern Medicine Movement podcast has been essential in taking back my health. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge. Oh my gosh, you're so, so welcome. Another one entitled Thank You, exclamation point times two, five-star review from Angela Gaddy, who says, thank you for sharing my grandmother always told me you are what you eat, and there's so much truth in this simple statement. I follow you and Brooke, and you're both so amazing. You're both such a blessing. Oh, I got to read another one from Nina, 1274, five stars, says engaging and informative. She says, quote, very easy to listen to, very enthusiastic. The material is science-based, but easy to understand. So glad somebody recommended this great podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Nina. You guys are the reason and thank you for sharing. We got to do this. We got to share the word with our friends, our family, anybody who can benefit from these natural health pearls that are based on science that'll help us to live our lives and thrive and not simply survive and just get through, but to thrive and live in our optimal health with vitality, with energy, with abundance and feeling good. I mean, I'm literally turning 50 in another year or so, and I'm just feeling as great and energized and youthful as I was literally in my 20s. And that is no joke, no hyperbole, no exaggeration. That is the real deal. And the reason being is I'm living these principles that I share with you each and every week. And as you can see on my hat there, I am blessed. I am grateful. 
I am so grateful to do this with you, and I hope that you will also thrive in your life because life is about thriving, about enjoying the days, the weeks, the months, the moments. Every moment is a blessing. Trust me, I know this as a physician and seeing people on all parts of this journey, being born, uh, dying, you know, struggling, all kinds of things on this whole spectrum. And every day, every moment, every breath is a gift. And I just want to encourage you to live vital, energized, and to thrive in your life. And if you'd like more of this and more help with this, please join our Thrive community because I created it just for you. It is very affordable. In fact, I have it offered at the lowest rate it'll ever be. And if you can get in now, you can literally sign up for an entire year. And it's uh, less than 30 bucks a month for an entire year's worth of this amazing community, which is connections and time with me, where I will do Zoom calls with you live, answer your questions. In fact, I have an upcoming podcast that will be generated by the members of the group. They will ask me questions, sort of a ask you anything format. They're going to ask me anything, and I will actually use this conversation for an upcoming podcast. So if you want to get in on that and you want to ask me anything, whatever health-related burning question you have, jump in, join the Thrive community. Like I said, it's less than 30 bucks a month. And if you join now, I will give you my stress course, how to optimize the stress in your life for free, literally for free. You will get that course and it's uh, much more than a $30 value, which I have it listed at because I want to make these things affordable for you guys. I want these life-changing principles to be available. And so jump on over there to the Thrive community. You can also join me in my free Facebook group, Modern Medicine Movement, Health and Wellness Facebook group. Please follow me on Insta at, at Aloha Surf Doc or at Modern Medicine Movement. And without further ado, we're going to get into this week's podcast, which is something that came up on a recent interview. I was just interviewed for the Fraternity Foodie podcast, which is a really cool show. I'll put some links to that on my social media. I'm in an upcoming podcast and uh, by a guy named Mike Ayalon, and he's such a cool dude that's doing a podcast largely for students, college students. He's kind of a foodie. He's interested in you know, helping students and helping them thrive as well and through food and how to eat good food. And one of the questions he asked me, which stimulated the idea of this podcast, was that a lot of students are on a limited budget. Heck, all of us mostly are on a limited budget of some degree, and at times it can really seem like eating healthy is expensive, and it's costly, and it, it, it's potentially pricey, and there is a way to eat healthy that's affordable, and I'm going to share that with you in this podcast because it is so vital, so important, because all health literally begins with what lands on the tip of your fork. And I know you guys are probably tire of me stating this over and over and over that literally you can't outrun your fork. You can't exercise your way out of a crappy diet. You just can't do it. Exercise is crucial, it's vital, it's important. I do it daily. I get my movement in. You guys know you see me on Insta doing my hiking up the hill or whatever it is, surfing. Last week I was surfing until I had this injury. And so I'm going to be out of the water for a couple of months. So I'm basically using my legs now. I'm hiking. I, I can't do much with my arms right now. So I'm, I'm doing what I can. I'm trying to do planks because I can still do that. 
and a few other things. And then I'm just walking and hiking and, and doing that to move my body. And I'm standing at my desk as we podcast to you. I always stand, rarely sit because sitting, as many say, is the new smoking. <laughs> you know, and there's actually studies that show that the more hours a day that we sit, the more potentially we're at risk for chronic disease, including cancer. So be aware, you know, if you got a normal standard desk, it's easy to improvise. That's what I do. In fact, where I'm podcasting right now, this is not even a desk. It's just a dresser, but I've put a, a cardboard box, you know, one of the throwaway Amazon boxes that I think had some uh, toilet paper or something in it. And I just literally, I, I tape it up, put my computer on top of it, my phone stand, whatever, and I can work while standing. It's, it's easy. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And you guys know me. I try to share with you tips, pearls, health, you know, notes, things that you can do simply, easily on a budget. And so today is going to be no exception. I'm going to get you guys just schooled in the art of eating well, healthy for now and for your life without exhausting all your resources on pricey foods and, and doing it on a limited budget. Because that's what uh, Mike Ailon asked me is like, how do college kids eat healthy on a limited diet? You know, many people say, well, eating healthy is too expensive. And I get where they're coming from, trust me, you know, especially living um, the last several decades of my life in Hawaii, you know, the, the food that gets shipped over and things is so expensive, especially when I'm trying my darndest to buy organic, you know, and grass-fed meats and all this kind of stuff, is that stuff is even more expensive when it's got to travel, you know, long distances to a small island. So I try to buy local. There is local grass-fed meat. There is locally caught fish. There are locally grown produce and things that are available at farmers markets, which can be more affordable, not always, but they can be. And so I'm looking for that. You know, we can try to grow our own. We tend to try to do a little of that with, we have bananas out back. Um, there's avocados readily available on Island. As many of you know, um, there's a few other fruits that are readily available, mango, um, as well as, uh, you know, some of the things that, uh, I, I happen to love just tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, who knew, right? Tomatoes are a fruit. They're, they happen to be a fruit that I enjoy. And so anyway, if you can grow some of your own food, especially now we're coming into spring and summer, you can maybe start planting soon. That can be huge in saving money and eating healthy. And it does a couple of things. One, you know the source. You guys know that I always talk about the source and quality of our food being primordial, being of the utmost importance is where does our food come from? and the quality of it. And if we're growing our own, we know exactly, right? We're not using pesticides, herbicides, whatever. Hopefully we're using even a little composting, you know, to help nutrient uh, regenerate our soils and things. And so if we can grow our own all for it, or if we can support our local farmers that are either growing their own or have a regenerative farm where they might have grass-fed, um, you know, beef or poultry that's range, free range, eating species appropriate foods and not the crappy sprinkles and seed oils and garbage foods that they often give these animals that are, you know, they're trying to get them fattened up for market in a couple of weeks, whereas their normal lifespan should be, you know, much longer than that and should be, you know, given species appropriate foods. Like for cows, for example, that's grass, <laughs> all different kinds of grass. In fact, what they found is that the more different types of grass that they're allowed to graze on, if they're roaming all over the place, the phytonutrients in these herbs, grasses, and things that the cows are feeding on, we can actually benefit from that later down the food chain because of that grass-fed uh, and finished 
you know, diet that they're getting, and if they've had all different types of grasses, the nutrients from those are actually passed on to us. So it's pretty darn cool. The opposite is also true. If we're buying feedlot beef, then we're getting the downstream consequences of their crappy diet. So if they're being fed, you know, sprinkles, like you guys have seen it on, you know, the different uh, shows that have investigated this undercover stuff, they're looking at uh, what these farmers potentially give their their cattle and things to fatten them up right before market. And it's all kinds of garbage, including the sprinkles that would be thrown away because they're outdated. Obviously, they're just garbage processed carbohydrates or the seed oils. They're fattening them up, you know, the last couple of weeks before market with things like corn and grains and soybean oil, canola oil, these kinds of things, which of course are not the species appropriate diet. And, you know, there is a way to do this naturally. You can even by your own. I know I have relatives that literally, they just buy their own animals and they feed them the good stuff and then they take them, you know, to, to slaughter or whatever and they can put it in their freezer for a whole year's worth. And so they know where that came from. They know what they fed them. Um, I can't do that where I live, but I try to buy from local farmers who I am comfortable with their practices and things like that. And if you buy the whole animal, it can actually be a lot cheaper that way than if you're just buying grass-fed and finished meat in the market, which is kind of expensive, I'll admit. You know, being somebody who shops for a family of eight, trust me, I see the price tag. And so we're going to talk about today how we can do that, how we can eat healthy on a budget. And first, I'd just like to share with you a study that came out of uh, the current uh, journal of obesity reports. Uh, and this, this is several years old, but the principles are still true. In fact, I would humbly submit that now in the year 2022, the data is even more impressive and even more so supports this notion that to eat healthy is not only doable, affordable, practical, but will actually save literally billions and billions of dollars in the end. Because what do we know? Well, just like I'm sharing in my upcoming book, Preventable, right? Preventable, the um, strategies that will help us to not only regain our health, but they will prevent the majority of disease because seven out of 10 of the leading causes of death worldwide are almost entirely preventable, right? Things like heart disease, which is number one, literally in just about every country as number one cause of death, cancers, metabolic disease like diabetes, especially type two diabetes, these things are nearly all 100%, nearly 100% preventable. And so the ramifications of that is if we eat healthy, now we can prevent so many of these diseases and be literally saving billions and billions of dollars. So this study, like I said, the current obesity reports, this was from 2013. So this data is old, but it would even be a greater proportion saved in today's dollars, not only because of inflation, but also because our country, speaking of the US of A, which I love dearly, but our health habits practices are literally getting us to be the sickest nation in the world because we're not doing these things. We're not eating whole and real and natural foods. In fact, it's been shown that over 60% of the standard American diet, the SAD, standard American what I refer to as the SAD diet comes from not only processed foods, but highly processed foods, the ones of the worst quality that are most chock full of artificial ingredients and 
all kinds of just terrible things like the seed oils, the soybean, the canola, the corn, the vegetable oils that are highly processed, that are inflammatory, that provoke, cause, and exacerbate all of these conditions that we're talking about, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, cancers, metabolic syndrome, kidney disease, all these things. And so in this study, they estimated the benefits of healthy eating in just the U.S. alone would be a savings of over $114 billion per year. And this was in 2012 dollars. Today, with inflation, you know, a couple percentage uh, points, you know, 3 to 5% inflation per year. Add that into the 2012 data. I mean, the cost today that would be saving, I'm sure it would be well over $150 billion per year saved with eating healthy, right? Because when you don't eat healthy, we have much more chronic disease. We have decreased productivity, decreased, you know, length of life because we're dying sooner. We're dying with more comorbidities. We're spending more time in hospitals and things like that. And so what they determined way back in 2013 was that the savings was about $115 billion a year in the U.S. alone by eating healthier. And so people say, can we afford to eat uh, healthy? Well, that would be a resounding yes, we can afford it. How can we afford not to eat healthy? Because when we don't eat healthy, we suffer the consequences, both, both in our own health, wellness, but also economically, right? Economically, we suffer. And so, um, as I mentioned, um, what's cool now is that there are more options than there used to be back in those days of 2012 when this study was done. We have much more healthy options available. They are starting to get more affordable. I've seen the price of organic goods coming down because more of us are voting with our feet, as I like to say. We're voting with our dollars, with our wallets. We're refusing to buy the crappy uh, foods that are out there. And we're buying more organic. We're buying more grass-fed. And as we do this, the cost will continue to go down. And let me just share with you, first of all, coming from a place where I understand this, like I mentioned, shopping for literally eight of us and a couple of teenagers and boys, four boys that eat me out of house and home, so to speak. What I basically come down to is I'm sort of um, picking my battles, if you will. And so what's cool is there's this website, if you haven't heard about it already, I've shared about it, I think on my sunscreen podcast is called the EWG.org, the Environmental Working Group. And they have um, basically a list of what they call the dirty dozen, you know, which are the foods that you probably really should buy organic because if you eat them and they're not organic, you just have a higher chance of getting pesticides because these are the foods that we eat the whole thing that don't have a skin or a rind or a peel that we get rid of. So these are more important to buy organic. These are um, called, quote unquote, the dirty dozen. So you can download their list free of charge on the E. WG, that's E as in Eric, Environmental Working Group, um, org. And so let me just tell you a few of these, the dirty dozen, as you might expect, the berries, right? Like strawberries, you know, you're going to want to just eat those things. Even if you rinse them off, if they're not organic, you know, there's still a chance that you can't wash out all the pesticides and things. So you should try to buy organic, the things on this list, like strawberries, spinach, the kale, the collard, mustard greens, the peaches, the apples, the grapes, um, the peppers, uh, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, tomatoes, my favorite fruit, you know, of course, after the avocado, um, 
avocados on the other list, they, they, they fall under the dirty dozen because basically the ones that if you're especially trying to save money, you can buy those food items that are non-organic a little bit more comfortably because you're taking the peel away and you're not eating the peel. Like avocados, for example, where you don't eat the whole thing, right? You toss the peel. It's less important to spend the extra money and buy organic. So you can save some dollars that way. Sweet corn um, as well. You peel off the outer husk and things, so it's less important there. Pineapple, um, also we cut the, you know, I don't know anybody who eats the skin of the pineapple. That would be pokey, right? You'd probably feel that like fish bones going down your throat. I don't recommend it. Um, onions, of course, you peel off the skin. Uh, papaya, you don't eat the skin either. Um uh, honeydew melon, kiwi, cabbage, you know, take off the outer layers, uh, cantaloupe, for example, mangoes, all these things, watermelon, where we're not eating that exterior skin, you can afford to save a little money and not necessarily buy organic. Now, I know it's kind of weird. I mean, generally speaking, I would say buy organic, but if you're on a budget and you're really trying your best to eat healthy, it's still always better to eat whole real, natural, from the earth, foods over those from a factory, even if you're not buying organic, it's still better to buy non-organic whole food than it is to buy the highly processed stuff that comes with the three Bs that I often talk about, right? The stuff that comes in a box or in a bag or with a uh, barcode, right? A label. Try to avoid those things. And if you buy real food, you're still coming out a winner. So check out ewg.org. That's Environmental Working Group. Look for the things that you can kind of save money on that are the non-organic fruits and vegetables that are okay to eat, um, or I should say that are okay to save money on because you're throwing away the peel or the rind, right? Think about oranges, bananas, avocados, watermelon, mangoes, these, these things, cantaloupe, that you're not eating the outer peel. It's probably okay to save a few bucks and to buy non-organic. So that's E wg.org. I think it's just a great resource uh, for that. And what's interesting, I'm going to share with you another study, which for me was a little bit eye-opening. This comes from the British Medical Journal, which is sort of of the, you know, top-tier medical journals. And it's entitled, Do Healthier Foods and Diet Patterns Cost More Than the Less Healthy Options? A systematic review and meta-analysis. So they combined tons of data. They did searches of, I think, 27 studies from 10 different countries and what they found is healthy foods don't cost that much more than unhealthy foods and I would actually they didn't look at this particularly but there's other studies that have looked at this I would actually propose that they're either equivalent or cost or that healthy foods potentially cost less and let me explain so here's the deal okay pound per pound this study, which was basically a review of 27 previous studies reported once again in the British Medical Journal. Uh, I'll put this in the show notes. And what they found that the average um, cost among the food groups was that the healthy options could cost as much as 29 cents, so less than 30 cents more per serving than the unhealthy options. Or it amounted to about a dollar per day potentially in increased costs. $1 per day or $30 a month. Like if that means much better health, if that means we can avoid all kinds of chronic disease and, and avoid inflammation and avoid feeling bad and avoid having brain fog, irritable bowel, 
all kinds of um, poor sleep, you know, low energy, poor mood, all these kinds of things that come from a crappy diet. If we can avoid all that by just spending an extra $1 a day, like I'm game, I'm game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay $1 per day every day to feel so much better and to avoid all of these health conditions that literally seven out of 10 of the most common causes of death are preventable. But I would, I would submit that this is probably an over-exaggeration, and here's why. And this, this was actually looked at by a different study, which I found very interesting coming out of New Zealand, and this was reported in the um, Journal of Behavioral Nutrition and Physical Activity from 2018, and this was called Modeling the Cost Differential Between Healthy and Current Diets, the New Zealand Case Study. What I found super interesting about this is that they kind of found similarly that oftentimes it was thought and, and investigated that a healthy diet was a little bit more expensive, but not always. And what they found was that those that ate healthy, interestingly enough, okay, tended to eat less quantity of food. And so in the end, that actually, at least according to this study, about almost 26% of the time, or one in four people actually saved money by eating healthy. And this is one study, it was out of New Zealand, very interesting, but they found that those that ate healthy, at least 26% of the time saved money because they were actually buying less food. And here's why, it doesn't take rocket science you know, to appreciate this, but when we eat unhealthy foods, these are the foods that are often causing us to crave more. You guys have all seen the chip commercials or or packaged snack commercials, you know, like the famous one this past Super Bowl where somebody had orange fingers and they couldn't hide their habit and they were literally eating the whole bag of these things. I'm not going to mention the name. I'm trying to not get, uh, you know, any hate mail and things. But you guys know what I'm talking about, the stuff that you quote-unquote can't eat just one, right? These things are the opposite of healthy food in a lot of ways. One, they're just junk and they're terrible, full of crappy ingredients, but they also make you want to eat more and more and more and to crave more because they are empty calories. They are devoid of nutrients. So at the end of the day, you end up eating many more of these than you would if you were eating real, whole, natural, healthy foods, right? So actually, it could be more expensive to eat unhealthy because most likely you're buying more food and you're spending more money buying larger quantities on crappy foods. Also, if you just go down the center of the grocery store, which I hope you don't spend a lot of time there. I recommend you spend most of your time on the periphery where the real food is located. But if you go into the center aisles, you'll see that a lot of this crappy processed stuff, including the chips and snack foods and all this stuff, it's actually really pretty dang expensive. Like, I don't know about you guys, but where I come from in Hawaii, it's over $5 for a bag of chips or 6 or $7 for a box of quote unquote, you know, breakfast cereal, you know, delicious and nutritious or what I call the... Uh, having dessert for breakfast or whatever time of day because it's highly processed sugar, carbs, refined grains, flours, horrible for you. Basically nutrient devoid, hardly has any, if any, real sound nutrients there. And not only is it super expensive, but you tend to, I mean, like how many bowls of cold cereal do you need before you feel satiated or satisfied? I mean, I could literally, back in the day, I could literally sit down and eat almost a whole entire box of cereal before I felt satisfied. And I think I was probably more satisfied just by the volume of milk that I had to go along with it and probably not the cereal at all. And I literally haven't eaten cold cereal in years. But one of the issues is that it's not only potentially expensive at the outset, but we buy more of it. So we're actually spending more money. And this is actually what this 
New Zealand study found, it was super interesting. Um, they said healthy diets were cheaper with an allowance for discretionary foods, um, and they tended to be more expensive when you included takeout because, of course, takeout is expensive. And so when you would cook at home, they noticed that people would save money. But they also noticed that healthy diets on average saved between 40 and $60 because those that ate unhealthy tended to buy larger proportions, larger quantities of food. So this was a super interesting study, once again, reported in 2018 in the International Journal of Behavioral Nutrition. I will put a link to that in the show notes. Super, super interesting. And a more recent uh, sort of review of this in uh, March of 2020 in the Journal of Nutritional Education and Behavior um, wanted to uh, just share this with you. Basically, it's called, Yes, We Can. I love it. Yes, We Can. Eating Healthy on a Limited Budget. And they looked at how it is possible to eat healthy on a limited budget. They did this in Chico, California. It was actually really interesting and what they found that it can be done, right? Why would I be sharing this with you if it can't be done? Yes, we can. I agree with this study. Yes, we can. We can do this. We can eat healthy, even on a budget. And I'm going to share with you a couple of rapid-fire strategies on how we can do this, okay? First and foremost, and I found this in my own <laughs> life, as I, I've done recent years, a lot of the shopping because I just love food. I love to create meals and... and uh, things with my with my kids and, and I got a young son now who's turning 16 who loves to cook and so we kind of you know collaborate on what we want to cook and, and recipe ideas and and make grocery lists together number one it's a lot of fun to share this with somebody in your family and to cook together like it's a whole experience so number one uh, cost savings is eat at home we all know that going out to eat can be super expensive trust me having a family of eight even if I go to some place that's reasonably affordable like Chipotle or something. I mean, I'm spending over a hundred bucks, you know, feeding my whole family. If I go out with just my wife, the two of us, we spend over 30 bucks because we're, you know, just a bowl costs, I think 10 or $11. You add the tax, you add some guac, you know, which you guys know me. I love avocados. I got to add the guac, the sour cream, the, you know, the whatever, the fresh made pico de gallo salsa. Like I'm adding these things. And so our bill for two of us, and we don't drink alcohol, is like 30 bucks at Chipotle. So, so it's a big savings if you eat at home. So number one sort of healthy tip to save money is eat at home. But with that is to plan ahead. If you keep a menu and you plan ahead, you can really save money because you can buy just what you need, not what just sort of pops up in front of you when you're at the store. And I, I've been guilty of this because often uh, I'll go to the store, you know, after I work out or, or whatever I'm out and about, you know, I've just gone surfing and I stop at the store on the way home. So Typically, I haven't eaten anything yet, and so I might be a little bit hungry while I'm shopping, which is kind of a bad idea because you want to buy everything in sight. So don't, if you can, if you can help it, try not to shop when you're hungry, right? Try to actually make a list. I always go with a list. My, my son and I, we kind of brainstorm this and we make a list. So I try to go with the plan of attack. I spend most all my time on the perimeter, and I, I help. You know, I'm not great at this, but we are definitely doing more of the meal planning and the prep because this can save you a lot of time. This can save you money. Also, like if you're, say, maybe single or have a small family or a college student, you can cook, you know, kind of more along the lines of how you would cook for a family, but then you just freeze the stuff that you're not using immediately, especially if you're making up, say, meat, you know, for like tacos or whatever. You can have that stuff cooked up and ready, and then you can just go to the freezer and grab it whenever you need it, and you can make real quick meals 
um, that way because you already have it ready, like soups or other dishes that are easily amenable to being frozen and then warmed up. Like you can not only save yourself a whole bunch of time and frustration, but you can also save yourself a bunch of money. So having a meal plan, shopping the perimeter, shopping when you're not starving, when you're not hungry, and sticking to a list and then cooking in, cooking in bulk and freezing the leftovers can be a great, great way to do that. So plan out your, your attack before you hit the grocery store, make a list, shop on the perimeter, and then when you get there, of course, try to stick to the list, right? It's just, I know you get there and it can be easy to like be sidetracked. Oh, that looks good. That looks good. And like I said, try to avoid the middle of the grocery store as much as you can and try to avoid shopping when you're hungry and do as much cooking at home as possible because especially in this day and age, not only is it way cheaper to eat at home than to eat out, like holy crap, when you eat out, we are just at literally the discretion of wherever we go. And, and, and what I mean by this is we are, it's so hard to find good quality takeout food. Like we are literally at the mercy of whoever's cooking it. And most often they're using the cheap products that come from Cisco, which are usually garbage, you know, stuff like the seed oils, canola oils, the vegetable oils, the fake butters. I mean, how do I know this? My son works at a restaurant, which I actually consider kind of a better quality restaurant. They literally make everything from scratch. But guess what? They also have the Cisco truck that comes and drops off the fake butter and the seed oils that they fill their fryers with that they only clean once a month or whatever. So, so be cautious. Try to eat at home as much as you can because eating out potentially super low quality and it just tends to be super expensive. I had the luxury and the benefit and the huge blessing to be in Portugal with my wife last week and we got to eat out a few times and I didn't stress so much because I would talk to the servers and the cooks and things and they would tell us that literally they eat or, or I should say they use, you know, real extra virgin olive oil. They use only natural ingredients. Like the quality was just so much better. Like I felt more at peace eating out whereas here in the U.S. I'm always thinking they probably use canola oil for that. Like I'm never buying fried foods, you know, in the U.S. And I, I just stopped eating fried foods for the most part because I just know they're such low quality. And of course, if you listen to my recent podcast, they have the acrolans, the acrylamides, like all of these toxins that are literally produced through the frying process and akin or similar to cigarette smoke. So I, I don't smoke, but but if I'm eating a bunch of fried foods, I'm damaging my body in a similar way. So, so try to avoid that. Try to avoid eating out. And when you do eat out, try to go to quality places where you're familiar with what they are using. I use this little trick. I basically tell them that I'm allergic to, you know, margarine. I'm allergic to vegetable oil. I can only have extra virgin olive oil. You know, it's a little bit of a fib. So sorry, grandma. It's a little bit of a white lie, but I basically say I'm allergic to these things so that I can make sure to get food that doesn't have. <laughs> so anyway, little, little side note. Another way, of course, to save money is that, um, Try to buy the less processed stuff, even with respect to like, let's just say um, you're going to include cheese. Like if you're able to, cheese is amazing. A lot of protein there, especially one of the best cheeses around is goat cheese. Oh my gosh, I love, love, love goat cheese on a salad, on a pizza, on whatever. Like goat cheese is my, I don't know, my love language. I, I just love this stuff. But, but when you buy cheeses, I actually not only like goat cheese, I like extra sharp cheddar. But if you buy a block of it, you know, like the big giant block at, at Costco of Tillamook, you're actually going to save money over buying the shredded. The shredded will cost you more. So 
Do the shredding yourself. It stays a little fresher. It actually maintains its flavor much better, as I found when you just buy the giant bags of already shredded cheese, though it's a little bit more convenient. Not only do you pay more, but you lose some of the flavor. There tends to be a little bit more processing. So try to buy the whole thing in the lesser um, processed ones because not only can they be more tasty, like the cheese from the block as opposed to the shredded ones, but they can save you money. So that's, that's a little... Uh, a little uh, pearl, of course. Another one which I will always share is that just try to avoid, you know, spending too much time in the perimeter, or excuse me, in the center of the grocery store. Try to spend basically all your time on the perimeter because when you buy in the center, most of the stuff is highly processed and it can be fairly expensive. Like I was mentioning, you know, with the breakfast cereals or the chips or things like that or sodas, like all that stuff is way more expensive than just drinking water, for example, water with a little couple drops of lemon in there, which is what I love. <laughs> or when I'm in uh, Europe, they have so many choices of just the best mineral waters. Oh my gosh, I wish we had more of that available here. Oh, I love the mineral waters. Just love, love, love it. Um, but the other, another thing when we're looking at, say, meat, for example, I kind of alluded to this in the prelude to the show, if you can buy local buy from a farm that's regenerative, where it's grass-fed and finished. You know the farmer who has the beef or the poultry or whatever. You can usually get a better price on it. You can even buy the whole animal or half of it, get bigger quantities, save yourself money, have a lot more peace of mind in the end. And if you can't do that, um, you can buy the sort of quote-unquote cheaper cuts of, of meat and maybe they have bones in them or whatever. But so what? You can save money on that and maybe you can use the bones for a bone broth or something, you know? So an inexpensive cut can save you money. Um, shopping for your produce when it's actually in season, not only will you find that it tastes way better, right? It's not coming from a long distance. It's not sitting in a fridge at Costco or some other place for months and months and months or on a ship or whatever. But if you buy it in season, especially if you're going to do local Go to your local farmer's market, buy from the local farmers, buy in season, buy organic if you can. But not only will it potentially be cheaper when you buy it in season, right? Because it doesn't have to be transported long distances. It'll taste fresher. It'll just taste more amazing, right? But also, it tends to be less expensive. So buy the stuff that's in, in season. If you can't, sometimes it's actually more affordable to buy some of these fruits and vegetables frozen. And they have the benefit of literally being kind of like flash frozen, for example. In, in other words, they are frozen while fresh and while in season typically. So these can be a decent option. And then also you tend not to waste because you just use what you need, especially if you're like a college student like this group I just spoke with. You can literally just get out some of the frozen berries, use them for a smoothie or whatever you're doing or frozen vegetables and things. You don't have to get the whole bag out. Like sometimes my, my problem is I'll buy, say at, at Costco, for my kids. And sometimes I'll buy too much of something and they get me because some of it can spoil, right? But if you have it in the freezer already, you're only taking out what you need and, and you may have a lesser chance of waste. So not wasting money. You know, my son always teaches me this. He's such a, just, just keyed into it. He, he does trading on the market, you know, the stock market investments and things. He's, he's a finance major in college right now. And, and he always tells me rule number one is don't lose money, right? Or in this case, don't waste your money and and if you're overbuying and you're throwing out food because it went bad like you're buying 10 things of lettuce at Costco when really you only needed one of them like you're probably losing money right and we're talking about saving money today we're talking about how to 
eat healthy and eat real on a budget. And so don't overdo it. Don't buy things in bulk that you can buy singly or, or to meet your needs, or maybe even the frozen stuff is uh, going to save you money. Um, or as I mentioned at the outset, a great option, especially if you live in a place where you can have a garden, is to just grow some of your own. Like, what a novel concept, right? But what a beautiful one. Because not only is it fun to sort of participate in the process, to watch it grow, to then sort of benefit in the fruits or, or vegetables of your labor, so to speak, or what have you. When you're growing your own food, you know where it came from, you know the quality, you know what it was fed, and you can definitely save money that way. I, I don't grow a lot, but we do have bananas available, um, local uh, avocados available, uh, tomatoes I love to grow, um, some of the things like that. Um, a little easier. Hawaii is a little tricky because it's so wet. So certain things that just don't do well there, but um, it's definitely a great, great option to have a garden. I encourage it. Send me your ideas of what you know to do well. For example, in Hawaii, I have sort of uh, an idea of some of the things we do. Some of the lettuces, Kilauea has some nice um, lettuce that's uh, pretty easy to get at the local farmers markets, which is great. The quote unquote Kilauea greens, which I love. Um, another thing I know this may sound trite, but when I was a kid, we always, my mom set us up with a good habit, which was to pack our lunch, right? Like a lot of times we run off to work, especially if we got to go to the office or whatever. And we're just literally like, don't have a lot of time. We just don't think about it. And then we end up having to leave and to buy food for lunch. We go to some restaurants, some quick fast food place. And not only, as I said earlier in the show, is that it tends to be of much, much, much lower quality when we eat out, but also it tends to be much more expensive, like we talked about. So if you pack your own lunch, not only are you in control of what you're eating, so you have a better chance of having it you know, be a higher quality, but it tends to save money okay tends to save money so anyway i think we've been going on almost an hour here and so there's other tips and tricks and pearls and things that i have for you and i can't wait to share them with you i have a whole bunch coming in the pipeline for my new thrive community which i hope you'll join me in we just have an incredible month set up and we have our first ever coming up soon the ask me anything podcast which will be from you guys, from you guys that are members of the community. You will submit your questions and I will answer them live and be, this will be to the benefit of everyone. But if you want to really ask your question, you have a burning, burning health question, I would suggest, please, please, please jump in to the Thrive community. There'll be a link in the show notes. There's a link on my link tree on Instagram at Aloha Surf Doc or at Modern Medicine Movement where you can get more of me. We have weekly trainings. We have lots of high quality information you're in a chat with me where I can answer your questions. And for right now, you can actually submit your questions for the upcoming uh, podcast. So can I get an applause? How about an applause? All right. Yeah, a little, little, a little applause. Thank you so much. But anyway, I just wanted to um, shout out to you guys once again. I'm so grateful for you. It's just such a pleasure to have you with me in the movement. And we are continuing on with the modern medicine movement where we will literally try to be able to optimize your health of your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your all things health and do so in a natural way. You know me, I love the prevention over prescription approach. It's so important. I love to share that. There's so much to share and we are 
a movement. And I appreciate you guys sharing this out on your social media, with your friends, your family, all of those that you love and care about because we can do something about it. We can eat healthy, real food on a budget. It can be done and I hope you'll be able to do it. And reach out to me if you have any questions, Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at Gmail or follow me on Insta or Facebook. And would love to hear from you. And please, please, please write a review. So until next time, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I, I'm just so grateful that you are part of the movement. So jump on into the Thrive community where we will be able to better serve you, to get down and dirty with your deep inquiring questions. Because as they say, inquiring minds want to know. And I'm going to podcast all about the answers to your upcoming questions. So ask me anything. Jump on in. Thrive community with Dr. Thomas. I can't wait to see you there on the inside. Until then, a big aloha.